You know, the one thing we never talk about on this show is sexy time. And we're not going to. Hey, this is uh, Dustin Faber with the 16-Bit Catholic. It is episode, uh, episode seven, episode nine. What, what episode are we on, sir? Do you know the answer to this? One million AD. (laughs) One million AD. Wow, man, we went into the future. I should look this up before we start. It shows how, uh ill-prepared i am sometimes i'm not a professional radio man i apologize this is episode 29 so was that a good wrestlemania episode 29 or was wrestlemania 29 think, sure why not let me see what's uh while you're while you continue chatting i will pull up that this is uh my my co-host james ryan he is at beer baron for life on the twitters and he is also uh with the time limit draw podcast where they go back and they watch old wrestling pay-per-views and mock them when they need to be mocked and praise them when they need to be praised it's actually a really that is correct even if you don't like wrestling you. you should listen and you can learn something about wrestling and that is the point of learning that's why we go to school for 12 years to learn about new things that we didn't think would interest us so that's true. go listen you know, to his show the good thing about that show is even if you're not a wrestling fan the um the credo is the worse the re- actual wrestling show is the better and the funnier our show and review is oh i did a search for time limit draw podcast and the first thing that comes up says whatever happened to the time limit draw i don't think he's talking about your Whoa. podcast but <laughs> people online they are uh they're they're yearning for your words so uh, just like they're yearning for our words here. So uh, shout out to uh, uh, one of our listeners, Kyle Hummock, who just had a birthday. So uh, happy birthday, sir. We'll try to uh, we'll try to do well for you. James, how have you been happy doing, birthday. sir? I've been good. I've been successfully avoiding the Noid uh, since the last time we talked. But um, <laughs> other, other than that, I'm good. And how uh, are you? What w- I, I'm doing well. What was, what was the verdict on WrestleMania 29? WrestleMania 29, the main event was John Cena taking on The Rock for the WWE Championship. Guess who won? Uh, The Rock. No, spoiler, Cena wins, LOL. Oh, well, which one did The Rock win? I thought The Rock won one of those matches. I don't know. Uh, But this is also the year that uh, The Undertaker took on CM Punk. Uh, They had a nice uh, 22-minute match. I seem to remember that was pretty good. This was the rematch The Rock and Cena had for, like, the title or something. And uh, the year before, The Rock won. And then this year was the year that John Cena won. I uh, I have wrestling on the mind because uh, I went to see our our mutual friend and mutual nemesis, uh, Christopher Alt, at his own home. I saw him in person and uh, watched the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view with him. And... uh, I, I thought half of it was pretty good. It was the half that I saw. Then I had to leave because it was a two and a half hour drive to get home. And, and I that had was my six year old with me. How far do you live away from him? Like two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a that's that's a bit of a drive. But I got to see uh, uh, Becky beat Charlotte Flair, which I thought was awesome. Uh, spoiler alert for anybody who's uh, still wanting to watch this pay per view. I totally ruined that for you. But uh, I like that Becky match. Uh, I like that AJ Styles uh, match with Samoa Joe. Uh, that was a lot of fun as well. Did you watch that yet? No, I haven't watched oh, it at all. I, I actually, and that that was the past Sunday. I didn't know that it was on. I forgot until about halfway through Sunday. Um, yeah, I've been out of the loop a little bit. Uh, with, You've been with kind of Kurt. busy. You've been yes, a sir. busy with your life. Yes, sir. We are planning and uh, successfully planning a wedding coming up uh, October 21st. So a little, little, a little more than a month. Wow. What's been the most uh, stressful part of the wedding planning for you? Well, something that just came up on Saturday. We went to the venue and uh, to pay pay it off. Uh, so we already put it down money for it, and uh, they do a final check of you know it's since it's a working ranch. They um, they do offer animals that people can take pictures with for about, you know, for certain amounts of time. And so we chose the animals that we wanted. It was a, a little mini horse and a, a burro, which is a small donkey, uh, it's cupcake and burrito. Uh, so we're getting them. We're getting them each for an hour. And uh, so, you know, that's that's, you know, one hundred and fifty dollars each and whatever. But, you know, you, you have to pay. Oh, OK, you know, OK, you could pay for that. You do you need our ice or you bring your ice and all right, we'll pay for your ice. And then so we told him. He asked, he goes, well, what's going on with the, with the food? Uh, are you doing catering? What's going on? And we said, well, we're partially doing catering and we're partially doing uh, home cooking. You know, it's going to be a, basically a big to-do with a lot of hors d'oeuvres. No, uh, no sit-down meal. It's all stand and, you know, finger foods and stuff like that. So it's supposed to be good. 
and he freaked out. He Why freaked would he out. freak out about that? That's... Well, because of, because about two months ago, they had the same thing, a catered, half catered, half uh, home cooked, and about 150 guests all got food poisoning. Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, man. And the and his staff who worked, you know, helped out with the event, who also got fed, they also got sick as well. So, uh, yeah, they don't know who it was. They said it wasn't the caterer because they actually did some investigation, but they didn't know what dish it was because there were things that were ceviche and mole and a bunch of other stuff was being served. So he's uh, he's kind of telling us that we can't do what we wanted to do and what we've been planning for the last, uh, you know, 16 16 months almost. Holy jeez, man. I'm sorry to hear that. But. Yeah, so we're, we're trying to scrambling because he said it and we both kind of had, had the look of, oh, man. man. So, yeah, so we're scrambling for 200 people. We have to get food and uh, we think we're going to go with the taco cart guy, but uh, we haven't heard back from these taco cart guys. Oh, that's – oh, man, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. That's – yeah, uh, I'm sure your your uh, wife to be is uh, none too pleased about these none, circumstances. None too pleased. Yes, uh, we uh, we did that. We we catered our own food because uh, we were kind of we didn't really have a lot of money. Uh, so yeah. we had a bunch of our family cooking with us. This is why I wish I lived closer than like fifteen hundred, two thousand miles away from you. I'd totally bring my little wood pellet grill with me and nice. Uh, and grill stuff. It holds a, it's got a good surface area, like about 500 square inches of a surface oh, wow. area. So I could put like a big rack of like a pork belly on there and uh, cook that for you. Pork belly, man. That is like the food that nobody knows just how good it is until it they is try delicious. it. It's like the it is. unknown food or something. I don't know what it, it is. is. It's the hidden, the hidden food. Well, I don't know why it's such a hidden thing. Like uh, you, you would think amazing food would cut to the top of the line, you know, as far as what people want to try, but. I don't know. I, I ask people, hey, have you ever had pork belly? They're like, no, they've never heard of such a thing. And it's like, oh, my God. So I, I'm glad that you you know the magic of pork belly. It's like oh, uh, yeah. bacon, like, you know, to infinity or something. So, uh, <laughs> it is. You know, it's really big. Pork belly is a big component of uh, Korean barbecue. They always have that on the, uh, oh, on the list. Oh, man. Yes. I need some more Korean barbecue then. Jeez, Louise. But uh, yes, you- I had the special or some uh, pork belly because I'm doing like a big birthday uh, shindig. Big birthday celebration. My birthday is in uh, a week and a half. Uh, nice. Yeah. So ni- September 27th, if you're uh, uh, keeping track. So I ordered like a, a big slab because for some reason I'm cooking for everybody else on my birthday. I, I don't know yeah. how that works. but That always works out that way. <laughs> yes, it does. I think it's because I, I get all of my self-value and self-worth all comes from people enjoying the food that I make. I, I feel like I should speak to a therapist about that. But um, so I got like a uh, I had to go to the butcher shop and they had to special order the pork belly. And I'm like, well, how much is it? What's the weight? And they're like, well, we don't know until it gets here. It's like, well, that's oh. not really helpful. So yeah, exactly. They, they called me got- today and said, hey, it's ready. It's 16 pounds. I'm like, holy jeez. Oh, wow. Uh, we can had planned you, can on you doing tell them, it. hey, can you. Can you cut that down? Or <laughs> no, I was like, well, you know, I've I've got people coming over for my birthday, so we'll just cook all of that and throw the rest in the freezer and have pork belly until uh, we're sick of it. And so until, until one million AD. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, none of us gets the food poisoning uh, that that happened at the wedding. So anything yeah, good I with the wedding that. planning, though? What? Surely um... you found some joy in it. It's not all stressful. There's, you know, there's some some small things that we've. Uh, you know, she's finished up and we finished up and, and we've locked down and we just got to talk to a couple more people. But yeah, all in all, I mean, it's, it's, it's a daunting task when you, uh, when you don't have that many people, uh, helping out. Um, especially, you know, cause I, we went to our friend's wedding a, la- a couple months ago and everything was b- basically done for them. They had the wedding, uh, uh, you know, organizers and, and, you know, consultants and stuff like that. So they just had to show up and, and, and be there. Um, so this is a whole different ball game. Oh, what's, uh, what kind of cake did you get? We haven't got the cake yet. So the cake is going to be very interesting. It's a Filipino style delicacy from a Filipino bakery. It is a, it's called ube, which is purple yam and it is ube cake. And it it's it's purple and it has white frosting and it, it's really you, at first you look at it and you're like a purple cake what the hell is this grape and it's not <laughs> it's it's actually very delicious that it's not 
and it's not too sweet. That's the thing. You would think that like you open it up and it's you know there's white frosting in it as well, and uh, it's it's absolutely delicious. I'm looking at pictures now, and uh, you are not lying to these people when you say that this cake uh, is amazing. It's uh, if you're wanting to know online, it's uh, U B E. Is that how I'm yes. spelling? Okay, that's yeah. that's how you're spelling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at these pictures now, and oh my gosh! At first, when you said yam, I was like, "What the hell are you talking about, yeah. yam?" But then you're looking, it's like, man, I need all the yams in the world after seeing this thing. Like, it looks really yeah. good. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 absolutely delicious, and it's so surprising, but it's so like. And it's really it's light. It's a light, airy cake. It's not too heavy. And, you know, because I've been to we've been to weddings before where it's like you eat the cake and you're like, oh, this is really sweet or this is uh, this is not too not too good at all. Yeah, that's the problem you run into with wedding cakes is uh, I don't know. A lot of times it's just like the boring, uh, you know, the boring cake that just i don't know doesn't really have any kind of special flavor to it but uh i'd take your word on this though because this cake looks uh pretty good uh do you got like a groom's cake or is it just one cake um no we're actually gonna have a bunch of different uh so multiple uh the ube cakes i don't know how many we're gonna get yet actually and actually one of uh the doc's patients who's also filipino uh decided that she would gift us the cakes and she's gonna go buy them and pick them up and bring them yeah that's really sweet. Uh, yeah, it's super, super nice. And we didn't even ask that. She just kind of brought it up and said, I can do this for you. And we're like, wow, thank you so much. That's uh, And it's nice when uh, people just surprise you with the, uh, little blessings like that. And oh, it's like, wow, totally. it's such a game changer. Uh, and hopefully uh, this person realizes just uh, how much they're helping you uh, by doing oh, that. Oh, yeah. Because that's yeah, really you know, cool. And in this in this wedding, there's a lot of people who are doing stuff like that. They may not be you know bringing cakes and stuff like that, but they're off. Offering a lot of their services, um, there's you know one of them's offering their their home, which is really close to the venue, as like a staging area and stuff like wow. that. So yeah, really, really, really lucky. Uh, there's a lot of really cool, awesome, um, generous uh, patients that she has, and uh, we're really lucky. That also shows you that your uh, uh, that your fiance is not an asshole doctor. No, yeah. Nobody would be helping. So that's like good advertising for it. It's like, come visit me. You love me so much. Totally You want to help us. So that's uh, the word of mouth. I'll treat you so well. Treat you so well that you'll 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 want to give us your house to uh, to (laughs) run a bunch of strangers through. Yeah, and our uh, our wedding cake, the wedding cake itself, I think was just like your your standard te- stereotypical one. But my groom's cake, it was like a uh, uh, a chocolate cake that was in the shape of like a root beer float, and then it had oh, like oh. the chocolate like filling inside of it. It's just like complete Ooh. death by chocolate. And uh, nice. the party favors uh, that we we gave out, or wedding favors, whatever you want to call them, we just bought like a, a crap ton of Girl Scout cookies and. Uh, had like five different kinds of Girl Scout cookies in each bag. So oh, that's perfect. That's everybody absolutely. left with a Samoa and a Tagalong and a Thin Mint and uh, a few others. I, I forget the name, but half the people didn't realize that that's what that was. And so my wife and mm-hmm. I, we were eating frozen Girl Scout cookies for nice oh, man for like six months or something like that. It was it was uh- great. I'll say the craziest uh, wedding uh, favor that I've ever seen was one of our, one of our friends, or actually kind of associates. And when they got married a couple of years ago, so the the groom, his parents, they own a farm, and I believe they have an avocado farm. So everyone nice. basically got a brown bag of two with two avocados, and they were gigantic avocados too. Oh, they that's weren't the like best. tiny. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, so we kind of started realizing, okay, so we both got, you know, two each. So we got four. We realized that there's a couple people at our table that didn't want their, I guess, didn't want them or something like that. So we're like, I have no clue. So we ended up, we're like, "Um, okay, we're taking this bag. We're taking this bag. I think we left with like eight avocados. (laughs) Man, that's the best wedding gift. Like something you can actually use, you know. Oh, totally. Yeah. So what, what about you? Were you giving away anything fun like that? We are. We're actually. Um, so you saw that picture of our of our engagement, right? The one on uh, in the Bolivian salt flats. Yes, it was a beautiful picture. Thank you, thank you. So uh, for the for the listener, it's a is at the Bolivian salt flats, Uyuni U Y U N I, the world's largest salt flats. And the cool thing about that place is when it's dry, you can take kind of spatial photos. So you know you can hold somebody in your hand. 
and or or have a dinosaur chasing you or something like that, you know, because it's basically a dinosaur that's only a couple, you know, inches in front of you, but it looks like, you know, because there's no trees and no houses and stuff like that. So, uh, or when it's wet, it has a mirror effect. So it looks like you're standing on top of water or ice or um, or a mirror. And uh, so I proposed to her there. And the cool thing is that picture, we're digitizing it or we're taking it and we're printing it and putting it on little uh, refrigerator magnets. Oh, nice. Yes. And we're also going to have uh, some really cool thing. There's a there's a company that we ran into uh, many years ago. Uh, it's a chapstick. It's called Jane and Jamie Chapstick. And I bought a cup i bought one when i needed chapstick i think we were in san francisco or something like that and uh i said hey that's pretty cool this is our name cool and so we contacted the lady uh who runs it and she gave kind of gave us a little discount we could buy it at wholesale and uh yeah so people are getting chapstick and uh, and a refrigerator magnet that is really cool it's this is the place you can go to because i'm looking at pictures uh online uh if you are at home listening just uh do a google search for world's biggest uh uh, salt flat and uh it's like it does the photoshop work for you like you don't even have to do any like special work on your computer to make the the pictures pop out and, and shine because uh, yeah i'm looking at all these ones everybody's posting their pictures of their uh reflections and uh there's like a a dude kneeling down and then there's uh somebody driving their car and there's like a bus driving on it and everything it looks uh it's crazy looking, but uh, but yeah, it looks like yeah, oh, somebody it's had absolutely to, tremendous. Yeah, it looks like oh, somebody had to have photoshopped that, but you know, based on what you have told me about your your trip visiting it, uh, yeah, that's just the way it looks. That's uh, wow, that's really gorgeous. So there's a picture of like lightning striking and everything. What's one of the image searches that I found? And uh, lightning looks like it's coming out of the ground uh, as well. So, uh, but no, I am I am really happy for you guys because you guys have been together for. I don't mean to uh, tell tales out of class or anything. You guys have been together for, for ages, it feels like. So before ages. I was even born, I feel like you guys have been together. For, most likely. you're. Uh, <laughs> I think you're going to have your, your 15th birthday this year. We've been together for 13 years this year. Hot damn, man. That's uh, that's my nephew's about 14 years old. So um, you're almost as old as my nephew. So Nice. That's, yeah, uh, my, my nephew is he's 15. Uh, he'll be 16 next March. So... So all yeah. he's known is is you and uh, Doctor uh, Fiance. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, really uh, that's really awesome. I'm trying to think of a cool wedding gift to get for you guys. I want to get you guys like crystal because that's boring. Like nobody likes crystal as a wedding <laughs> gift. You got to be polite about it, but you know it's like crystal and fruitcake. Like nobody likes getting either of those things. On exactly. But nobody. I don't know what is worse, crystal or fruitcake. Well, I think uh, fruitcake lasts longer. I know that. <laughs> I don't know. Does anybody actually use the crystal flatware at, that they get for special I, occasions? I don't know. Uh, I'll have to ask my sisters. I think at least one of my sisters got something like that. But, uh, yeah, I'll ask. Yeah. And you know what? That seems a lot more traditional. Like if you're older, then you kind of got that stuff. Because a lot of younger people that I know, had their, you know, they didn't have stuff like that on their uh, wedding registries and stuff like that. Uh, are you doing a, any uh, crazy blowout bachelor party? No, you know, I don't think I don't think so. I have to talk to my best man is my buddy I've known since grade school and we went to high school as well. Um, He this is the one that he just got married as well. He didn't have a a bachelor party because it was just kind of he was super busy with his work. And this one, I don't think we're going to have anything. We might go to uh, maybe a brewery tour he's talking about. But, yeah, I don't know if we have time. That's it's, you know, Every weekend we're going to be doing stuff, kind of getting ready and prepping and stuff like that. You know, if if other if other people if we were paying other people to do stuff like that, then sure, that's that's the easy way out. I was reading online about like uh, people doing bachelor parties and alternatives to them, and uh, one guy in the comments, I forget where the article was, so my apologies, but he said that instead of like the uh, the standard bachelor party, he and his buddies took an all day barbecue class where they taught you how to grill and barbecue and smoke food like by professional people doing it i was like wow i wish i would have thought of something like that i didn't have much of a bachelor party uh just me and a few friends went and went and uh, played arcade games and uh, drank so yeah that's that's fun i'd always be down for that yeah everybody's got different ones i've seen people you know guys went on giant camping trips or you know they went uh you know uh i I don't know that's uh, actually that's the only one i can really think 
I can't really think of a second one. I, I saw one recently where it was they, you know, they all went on a big camping trip, and I think maybe they went whitewater rafting or something like that. So you know, to each his own. Yeah, I'm sure you guys will find something to do. You live in California. You there's plenty of stuff for you guys to do uh, there. I don't know. Can you go to Universal Studios? Is that close by? Uh, it's it's a drive, but yeah, I, I can go. I haven't been since I was probably mid 20s yeah you should go and you should ride like the et ride or something that should be your your bachelor party <laughs> you just drink while you're riding et i think that would be fun but i think they do serve alcohol at the uh at that park i know i've been there before during halloween and they were serving alcohol oh nice that park pisses me off because i don't have the back to the future ride anymore that's like the only oh. thing i wanted to do there and it's gone they Oh, they took it out? Yeah. They replaced it with the Simpsons ride, and it's like, well, no offense to the Simpsons, but uh, you're not the Back to the Future. And the only one that's there is, like, uh, the Back to the Future ride is in Tokyo, I think. That's the only Universal Studios park where you can still ride on it. Oh, wow. So we might have to take hmm. a trip to Japan someday. Just, to, you know, you people might. are like, oh, why'd you go to Japan? The cherry blossoms? Like, no. We want to go ride the Back to the Future ride. It's <laughs> so cultured. <laughs> We wrote it. We left. It was all good. Yeah. So yeah, they closed that down. Like, uh, no, they closed it down. Like right after I got out of college, because my whole plan was, okay, I'm going to get out of college. I'm going to work, and then before I get married or you know settle down or anything, I'm going to save up my money and I'm going to go take this big trip to Florida and go to Universal Studios and ride to the Back to the Future ride. And uh, as soon as I got out of college, they're like, we're taking it down and replacing it. And it's like, oh well, okay. Thanks now, I, I've lived here all my life. I've never been on that one before. Which one? Back to the Future? Back to the Future, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, oh, Japan actually replaced it as well. It's now oh. uh, Despicable Me, Minion, Mayhem. So that's, F that's, you, Minions. You're ruining my life. Gross. That is gross. I hate, you know, I'm not a fan of the Minions at all. Uh, well, I'm not a fan of them anymore. They yeah, were, exactly. They were inoffensive to me uh, until just this very moment when i discovered uh their their ruse that they committed against me but um but i do know it's definitely a conspiracy against you if you have the back to the future uh blu-ray set they have like the the video of the ride and if you have like if you're one of those rich people you know like that kid that had that neo geo when you were growing up Uh, uh, yes i do if you have one of those like uh motion sensing like uh chairs in your own home the ride video on the Blu-ray actually has the uh, the computer coordinates and inputs, and it'll actually move your couch or your chair around to correspond with the ride. So that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I all I got to do now is save up five to seven thousand dollars <laughs> that it would cost to do that, and uh, or find some dude who has one in his basement and see if he'll let me come over and watch a movie with him. I'm I'll sure. <laughs> I'm sure nothing wrong could happen with that. You know, no, some random dude. Hey, can I come to your basement? <laughs> yes. Oh <laughs> uh, man, uh, they shut that down. By the way, you can't get on Craigslist anymore to look up personal ads. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, Not that I should be looking at that, but <laughs> that was like a whole to do. I remember reading one of those in uh, college and stuff. It was like some dude wanted some girl to come over and play like Super Mario Brothers, but it was in the dark and she was supposed to be blindfolded. And it's like, how is she supposed, uh, to, play yeah. Super, how is she supposed to play Super Mario Brothers if she's blindfolded? Yeah. I don't that's, know how uh, it works. That's not how that works. Yeah, that's – um. Oops. <laughs> I feel like of all the times in my life when I should have called the police on somebody instead of ignoring something, that that, that ad probably that. was it. And so <laughs> I wish I had a copy of that ad just because it was so ridiculous. And that was before social media, so I couldn't do a screenshot of it and put it on Twitter and everybody could laugh at it. But um, put them on, put them on blast. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. Go over that guy's house. Maybe maybe he's moved on to like Sega Genesis or something like that. I don't know, but. <laughs> Hey, speaking of video games, uh, we both love video games. I think that's uh, obvious if you've listened to this show for any number of minutes. Uh, I woke up this morning. It's like 7 o'clock in the morning, and I get online to Twitter because I'm an idiot, and that's the first thing I do in the morning. Uh, and they have this new PlayStation Mini Classic coming out. The, yeah. Uh, it's the – they're – pretty much doing the same thing Nintendo and and Sega and Atari have done, which is, if you are unaware, uh, they will take a console, they will put uh, 20 
30 whatever built-in games the playstation has 20 so does the super nintendo and i think the atari has more but uh and so they'll put it in there and you just plug it into your tv and uh the game's already preloaded you don't have to have a cartridge kind of like the very first video game systems back in the 70s they had that same thing before atari put the cartridge slot into the atari 2600 there were games that had pong built in and a few other things like that Mm -hmm. so they're doing this now with the playstation and it's coming out in december and it looks like it's a hundred dollars has 20 built-in games and i hope i am made of money by then and i can get one of these day one it looks (laughs) awesome did you see this it does, and I also saw this, saw the same thing, uh, which is very interesting. I saw the same thing during this morning on Twitter, and I was a little perturbed because it said that the tweet came out like 17 hours earlier. Yeah, it's like middle so it's like, of the night stuff. It's like, how the, how the hell am I just seeing this right now? Like, what the <laughs> hell? That's, so, yeah, that's pretty pretty crazy. As uh, I the, – blah, blah. the PlayStation <laughs> was – PlayStation 1 was the first – console that i really had as as an adult because i did not have nintendo as a kid and i didn't have a super nintendo my uh, sister's boyfriend had it at the time so i would always go over there and play and i never had a genesis or anything like that but this was the first place the first console that i ever owned and it was a it was a a gift from my sisters uh for high school it was a high school graduation gift that's nice yeah, it was the PlayStation. It came out when I was like, uh, it first came out when I was in middle school, but it was the first console I bought with my own money. And nice. Everything else I'd gotten was a gift, but I had actually saved my money and got a PlayStation back in like 99 or 2000 just so I could play uh, Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 7, like the freaking nerd that I am. And uh, <laughs> which I love that game. That's, that's neither here nor there. But uh, so, yeah. So you're going to get one of these? You know, it's. I'm I'm weighing I'm 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 debating on this because I've currently as I'm speaking to you at this very moment I am looking at the NES Classic Edition that I just bought maybe about two months ago. Are you serious? Did yes. you just bought that? I randomly bought it online. Dude, that was going to be my wedding gift to you, man. Oh well, there bitch. you go. Okay, oh, back to the drawing board. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> I was gonna get you one of those, be like, ah, look at really? this, yeah. Oh boy. Oh well, hey, at least at least I said it. Well, because I, I missed it the first time, and then so I randomly saw that they were selling it. Uh, I think it was like GameSpot, not GameSpot, but Game. Uh, Game. What's uh, the place? What's the place that GameStop. everybody hates? GameStop. Yeah. Yes. What's the place that everybody hates? GameStop. <laughs> And I saw it uh, online uh, one night, and I said, all right, Impulse Buy, let's do it. Well, I plugged it in, and I played it a couple times, and I really haven't played it in a while because, well, we've been super busy over here. But I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at the PlayStation, I'm like, you know, I really want to get that, but do I really want it? Mm. So will it, will it just gather dust? I mean, most likely I'll get it, but yeah, I might have to hold off a little bit on it. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, if I've got like $100 just laying around, yeah, I would like to get it. Totally. Uh, everybody was complaining about the controllers online, which is like, geez, so you can't please anybody online. So I don't know why I was surprised to uh, see people complaining about that, but it's the no. original PlayStation controllers instead exactly. of the analog ones. And I don't know. I, I, I like that it's the, the original ones. I, I feel well, like the analog controllers uh, might look a little too complicated for like the casual person and they might uh, get scared away from buying it if I'm in charge of, of the business side of things. Well, here's the other thing. I mean, with the NES Classic Edition, you got the old school rectangle controller. With the Super Nintendo one, you got the four button, actually, excuse me, the six button with the left and right paddles. So the traditional uh, controller that came with that system, the that controller that's coming with the PlayStation 1 is the tr- is the traditional controller that it came with? Yeah, like the DualShock with the little thumbsticks that didn't come out till like uh, much ninety eight or ninety nine. Yeah, I was like, yeah, years and then later. and then it was standard with the PlayStation Two. Yeah. But hey, you know, if you owned a PlayStation One like myself, you had the uh, the non analog. You had the analog uh, and you know, or not the uh, the little switches. Uh, you know, you just had the normal controller. Yep. 
that's uh and a lot of those games that they have uh on there like uh your final fantasy and, and jumping jack flash which uh, I, I love that that's one of the games included more on that in a second but and you know if this thing sells well they can put out like here's a ps1 version too and this one has the analog sticks and here's some games that make use of it and they'll make even oh more i'm sure money. it's i'm sure they will do that it's I, very i'm 100 to see through that ruse but um but no i i like that Jumping Jack Flash, it's not like a great game, but it was a launch game. And I guess the the gaming historian in me loves that they would include that. I like it when you get a, a curated list, you know, like that somebody put some thought into it instead of like, well, here's just the best 20 games, you know, according to some, you know, ranking or something like that. We're just going to throw on there. I don't know. I, I like that, that. You can learn I a agree. little history from it. So, Oh, I totally agree. I've never actually played Jumpin' Flash before. I'm looking at it right now. And, uh, yeah, it looks – it's pretty cool. Yeah, it came out um, – when did it come out? 95. Yeah. Uh, Japan. And uh, September and November 1st in 95 in America. Last year, I had to sell almost like three-quarters of my retro video game collection. We were having some uh, uh, tough times financially and uh, – I sold pretty much all my PlayStation games. Most of them are oh, RPGs. No. Yeah, but uh, I kept the actual PlayStation console itself, and I kept uh, Ridge Racer and uh, one other game. I think it was like uh, – I forget the name of it now. Well, good Lord, I, I just rearranged my room, and I have the games over here. It's a, a launch game called Total Eclipse. So I decided I'm just going to try uh, from now on. I'm going to try to collect just all the launch titles. For every oh, nice. system just to have those and then i uh i looked and i for some reason i had a spare copy of uh final fantasy 6 uh laying around and namco museum so i ended nice. up getting to keep two of uh two playstation games I, I didn't realize that i still had but um beauty yeah i still have i still have all my ps1 games and my ps2 games what is your favorite ps1 game that you actually own the one that I – well, one of my favorite, two of my favorites, but I will say one, the one favorite that I own and I still absolutely love was the Twisted Metal series. Oh, those are fun. Yeah, especially Twisted Metal 2. But Twisted Metal 1 was the really the first game that I played and it was up at my sister's apartment in when she was going to University of Stanford. And it was friends that she knew who had a PlayStation. They had just got it. And they got a couple of the new, like the first launch games, like you said, and boom, they got Twisted Metal. And I, that was, that blew my mind because I'd never even seen anything like that as a, uh, how old was I? Probably 15 years old. Yeah. 16 years old. Yeah. That sounds about right. I like Twisted Metal. My favorite person on that game is a Sweet Tooth. He's this clown with an nice. ice cream truck. And, uh, Love it. It's just it's goofy. Like if you go back to uh, video games in the '90s, you've got you know these kind of cute mascots, and and you know those are fine. The Mario's and the Sonics are fine, and all that stuff. And then you get this new system with CD-ROM, and there's a freaking clown driving an ice cream truck, like terrorizing everybody <laughs> and smashing. Like that's just how cool the PlayStation was, and I think people take that for granted because we have all these different gaming choices now that if you want that style of game you can go and get that style of game there's there's tons of games in every genre that cater to everybody's uh, whims but when the 90s were around like uh vehicular combat you know uh a game like that uh what's the i'm trying to think of a, oh like a destruction derby type game destruction derby yes that was a great they i love that have anything like that the closest i can no. think of would be something like road rash where you're doing uh, motorcycle races so you know being able to this playstation i i don't know I, I feel like the best thing that it gave us was just like widening the the horizons and expanding all the different genres that were possible to have. Uh, yeah, on a and it, it made and it made video game companies, you know, step their game up. It, they were definitely revolutionized how uh, how video games were uh, were made and played, and uh, and yeah, it was like the next. It was the, definitely the next level of, yeah. of gaming. And that was like the first system too that was like specifically marketed towards adults. I was like, yeah. no, this is a grown up thing. It's cool that your kids are, are playing it because you did have kid games on the playstation i shouldn't say kid games because rayman is really freaking hard uh if you've ever huh. played that it doesn't really hold up very well because it's so 
ridiculously difficult. But um, but yeah, so that's that was the beauty of the PlayStation. It's like, no, games are for adults. Like, they were playing a PlayStation on the uh, TV show Friends, for crying out loud. Uh, Twisted Metal uh, was the game they were playing. So I wonder how yeah. many people bought a PlayStation with Twisted Metal just after seeing them play on Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Joey played it, so I have to own it. <laughs> but uh, well, that's uh, I don't know what's the uh, so the twist of metal. That's your favorite. The other game, the other game that I absolutely loved was Tenshu, which was the ninja, the sneaking, and the stealth like game of uh, Tenshu. I never played that. Is that oh, where, does it hold up? To- well, I, I haven't played it in a while, but it definitely holds up. I know I have the PlayStation Two version, and that's those are always awesome. But uh, it, it's. There's just a really it's one of those games where you just have to have a lot of patience. If you run if you do a Leroy Jenkins and try to run into the uh, the the level, you're going to get kind of killed or you're going to get attacked, but it's it's all about stealth, it's all about staying quiet and being a ninja. Yeah, like a legit ninja, not like uh run around killing everybody a ninja. Yeah, not like a ninja Gaiden, well, you know, where everybody's running at you. It's like you have to be quiet and even if if you make a little noise, then it shows that uh, you know the the people that are close by they they actually heard you, and so you have to be just stand still. And sometimes it's like you have to stand still for a couple minutes. So it's it's really a game of of, of patience uh, for the gamer. Uh, my favorite game for the PlayStation, uh, I have two of them. Uh, probably uh, Final Fantasy IX. Uh, that was an RPG. I remember getting that for Christmas uh, when I was sixteen, and uh, I still love that game. Still, just absolutely blows me away. I should probably get another copy of that at, at uh, some point. Actually, I do have it on my computer. Completely forgot about that. But uh, uh, also the um, the Spider Man game. Did you ever play that? No, I never played that. Oh, that was a lot of fun. It was like. Uh, it's like the first time you could play Spider-Man like in uh, in full 3D. So like you got to like swing oh, cool. around and stuff. And uh, that was before like the MCU uh, and all the film rights started splintering off. So in that game, you actually had like all the different Marvel characters like who would uh, uh, hang out with you and, and help you out. Daredevil, he'd be showing up. And, and uh, so it was a, that game was a lot of fun. I spent way too much time playing that. And uh, Medal of Honor. That was the other one that I played. Oh wow, yeah, way too much. I, see, I, there's, you know, the cool thing is I never owned a, a lot of the big name games, but because I worked at Blockbuster Video, I got a chance to oh, rent a absolute ton of video games. You had a treasure trove of just amazing games to play. You, you could rent five movies or, or five games uh, a week, and I was pulling... This is when I, I rented Silent Hill for the first time. I'd never heard anything about Silent Hill, and I, I said, creepy. you know, it was awesome. I rented it. I played it with the, uh, at night with the lights off, and that was, the last, <laughs> that was the last time I did that. The next day I played it during the daytime, I was so freaked out because it was absolutely the scariest thing I've ever, I've ever played or done in a long time. And it became Silent Hill. I loved Silent Hill. I, I fell in love with that, with that uh, series as well. I mean, Silent Hill, that game, they actually made use of the technical limitations. Like they had to have that fog on there uh, yeah. to – uh, the PlayStation, I guess, can't do like a long draw distance or something like that. So they were really clever with using that fog to their advantage and saying, well, we're going to just make, you know, we're going to use this and make this scare the hell out of a little uh, James Ryan playing this game. But, uh, <laughs> but my one of my biggest regrets, uh, speaking of Silent Hill, when I lived in Pennsylvania, uh, the town that pretty much inspired it, uh, Centralia, Pennsylvania, was only like two hours away from me. And I never went and I, I kicked myself for not going. It's like this abandoned town, and like there's a a burning uh, mine shaft like under Whoa. the ground, and uh, you know, like the town is pretty much deserted. I think there's like maybe four or five people that live there, and that's it. But um, it's like I pretty much like live here at your own risk because uh, the ground could collapse and you could burn literally, you know, any moment now. Uh, but I still want to go because it still looks like a lot of fun just to walk around this this Silent Hill, Walking Dead looking town and uh, get some pictures. That's pretty cool. I did I didn't know it was a, there was actually something that was very similar to that. Wow, that's that's pretty that's pretty scary. Yeah, look up uh, Centralia, Pennsylvania. You can look up uh, pictures. Yeah, there's like the highway is all like uh, stuff growing up over the highway and the highway's broken. It's got steam coming out of it and everything. It's uh it is a ghost town. Uh, it certainly does. Of all ghost towns. 
But uh, so yeah, wow. so I'm excited yeah. about this. If the PS1 sells well, I I would imagine they will put out a PS2 classic, and everybody will lose their minds over that thing. Oh oh yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, yeah, this I'm. Yeah, I'm fully expecting uh, more NES classics or more Super Nintendo, uh, potentially a Nintendo 64, and definitely if PlayStation sells this well, uh, a PS2 would definitely happen. Yeah, you know that PS2, it'll have that Grand Theft Auto games on there. Like, how could oh, it not? That has with, to be on there. Without a doubt. Without There's so many so many wonderful games that I don't even know how, where to even start with that. But with the, NE, with the uh, PS1, they only said, one, two, three, four, five of the 20 games. Yeah. I'm interested to see what they will put on there. I hope that they'll put one of those original Grand Theft Autos for the PlayStation on there. Ah, yes. I played that. I had a friend. Actually, that was one of the ones I borrowed, and my friend uh, made a copy of it because we both had soldered chips so we could oh, play. Oh, man. Copy. Look at you living dangerously, man. Living dangerously back in the 90s. Woo! <laughs> but um, so f- of the five games of the 20 that they announced, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I've never played that. That was a no brainer to have that one on there. I, I've never played any of the Final Fantasies before, by the way. They're fun. They're fun. It's, uh, they're long, lengthy games, but they're fun. You know, I never was a, a, was a role-playing game fan, but, uh, I think maybe in my, in my age, I might be, uh, I might be, uh, become a fan. Uh, so we got Final Fantasy VII, Jumping Flash, R4, which is Ridge Racer Type 4, which is a racing game, obviously. Wild Arms, which is another, um, the role-playing game, correct? Yeah, that's a that's a fun one too. And Tekken Three, oh, yeah, oh, no, baby, that's, uh, that's gonna be fun. Uh, let well. me tell you, let me tell you. In college, we when I had the, I brought the PlayStation before I bought the PS2, but I had the PlayStation One, and we would play Tekken Three, and we would play Street Fighter Puzzle Fighter in our dorm. Oh, and I love that game. That yes. Oh man, it's like uh, it was like Tetris or something, but it was like uh, uh, Street Fighter characters beating each other up while you played. Oh, totally. Yeah, while you're dropping, it was basically Tetris. Yeah, like you said, Tetris, and uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, we had like eight people in our in our room, always coming by. Everybody's having beer. Everybody's having you know loud and laughing and having fun. And those two games were the ones that everybody always were like, "All right, we're playing Tekken. Let's go. Let's go." Uh, that's going to be, uh, I don't know, just the Tekken on there. Uh, I don't know, to be honest with you, the Tekken by itself kind of sells me on it. Because uh, yeah. those games are so much fun. Uh, just, I don't know, just fun. Just to, You could just beat each other up for hours playing those games, like you uh, like you said. I, but. You, damn right. I can't, I can't wait to see what the other 15 games are. There's absolutely, uh, it's, it's, I'm sure there will be some, you know, maybe a Metal Honor, maybe a Siphon Filter, maybe a, um, you know, they're probably not sports games because they'll probably keep away from those, but maybe like a um, – Oh, yeah. Those sports games don't hold up very well. Yeah. Unless it's something maybe, like NBA Jam or something, but even – Yeah, then, or like an NFL Blitz, I was thinking. Maybe something like that. Yeah, they'd end up uh, – anytime they ever re-release all those uh, old sports games officially, uh, all the player names and stuff are, are taken out. Like if you were yep. to get Tecmo Bowl for uh, like the NES Classic – that that doesn't even have their names on there. It just has no. Like, I know Oakland Raiders number thirty four. It's like no, that's that's Bo Jackson. Like that's get it, you know, get it right, people. But <laughs> um, but if there was a sports game on there, I don't know, maybe something like a, a Colin McRae uh, dirt racing. That was a fun racing game. I don't know if you ever. Played you know, those. speaking of which, they might do a Tony Hawk. Uh, oh yeah, Tony Hawk skateboard. That would be fun. I remember having that for my computer years ago, and that was still. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, also, I just saw that. Uh, oh, uh, I'll get to this in a minute. Uh, so, what's what would be your one game that if they put it on that PlayStation Classic, you would tell Doctor Fiance, "I'm getting this thing like immediately." Uh, it would definitely be Silent Hill One because I don't have a copy of that right now. Uh, if if it was t- if it was just Tenchu, I have my my Tenchu copy still. But if it was Silent Hill One, I would definitely buy that because I am always looking for a, a inexpensive version uh, on eBay, and I have failed over the last couple of years to to get one. God bless you for still having your uh, PlayStation Two up and uh, up and running. I think that yes, sir. I think that's I admirable. have to. I, well, 
I don't know. It's up. I don't know if it's running. Uh, I haven't plugged it in in a while. Maybe I'll, I'll do that soon. But yeah, I'm still uh, once in a while I'll find a game that I've been looking for for the PS2 and I'll, I'll get it for pretty cheap on eBay. But uh, it's been a, been about a year or so since I picked up one. I will be on the lookout for Silent Hill for you. I didn't realize that was something you were looking for. If uh, uh, one of the game stores around here, uh, they sell games a little cheaper than uh, than like the eBay prices. Nice. And, uh, uh, I, I for some reason uh, somebody in my town was selling uh, a bunch of old retro gaming consoles at our town's monthly. Uh, trade days event where all the vendors go outside on the street and everybody's selling everything. It's really neat. So I was about to get a Super Nintendo for 50 bucks. Uh, I've never seen a Super Nintendo that cheap, like, ever. Wow. And then uh, the game store, because I needed a game. I only had $50. I wasn't able to buy a game from him. Uh, but the game exchange up in Fort Smith, they had uh, Super Mario World for just $12. I was Whoa. like, that game's normally like $30 any other time I've seen it. I wonder if like uh, the things like the Super Nintendo Classic and the Nintendo Classic and stuff, if those are driving down the prices of some of these games. But I don't know if that's the reason Potent- for that or not. You know, potentially, and I would also say, because I, I went to a, a video game store recently, uh, like a secondhand one, and uh, a lot of the guys' prices were really expensive. I kind of was talking to him, and I didn't, you know, you know, you you kind of say, well, you know, I, yeah, I don't really want to buy that because. And he even said, he goes, you know, hey, I gotta, f- I know that there's games that are that are less expensive on eBay, but you gotta, you know, I have the stuff here, so if you want it, you don't have to deal with with an auction or anything like that. And uh, he goes, but I also factor in, you know, I got rent, I got bills, I have to pay too. Yeah. I can't, I can't pay this game. That's you know I can't charge you five you know five dollars that you can get it on eBay because I have to charge you ten dollars because I need to make you know I need to make money too. Yeah, I've absolutely realized over the years I've had to uh, assure myself, tell myself, however you want to phrase that, that uh, games just aren't going to be as cheap as they were ten years ago, and if they were, then my hobby would die because if they were that cheap, then the stores selling them, uh, those would fold. So I guess I've kind of realized over the years that, you know what, you need to pay a little bit more. That way these stores that sell them can actually pay their employees and give them exactly. health benefits and things like that. So, you know what, I'll, I'll gladly pay, you know, $30 instead of $15 for uh, for Super Mario World. I just remember buying a replacement Genesis and a Sega CD combo for $40 back in 2007. And you try and get on eBay to find that now, it's like 100 bucks. And I guess I'm in my mind, I always thought, well, the prices should be the same way they were in 2007. It's like, no, no, I'm not. That's not how things work anymore. So, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, the, the PlayStation game I really want to see that would make it a... Uh, a slam dunk day one uh, thing for me would be. Um, oh shoot, I forgot the name of the game now. Oh, uh, huh. Wipeout. Uh, Wipeout. Did you ever play Wipeout? Well, nice. Yes, I did play Wipeout. Oh man, Wipeout yeah, yeah. was like the best. But it's like uh, about forty dollars if you want to uh, get Wipeout uh, used or anything like that. So um, yeah, that's that's the one that I want, and that's one I'm trying to collect for my PlayStation uh, PlayStation One. And uh, so slowly just trying to build up that collection. But if I can get this thing, uh, then I don't have to worry about building up that collection so much because I'll have all the games uh, in one little system. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I really can't wait to see what the other 15 are. I think it would be really cool. That's And not only is it is it is it fun and you know and amazing you know to to hear which 15 games are you know you're you're waiting you know you're you're anticipating but uh it's uh it definitely takes you down memory lane because you know when one comes out you're like whoa i remember playing that one i remember renting that one um you know or other ones like whoa i i I remember seeing that on the shelf but i never played it all right cool the uh and sega they've always had their little mini consoles for years now for the sega genesis but the build quality on them has always been kind of crap like the controllers are flimsy and like the the sound and the graphics were just kind of subpar. Uh, but I just saw a news release from earlier this morning that uh, Sega is holding off on their mini Sega Genesis that they were going to release in Japan because they wanted to try to uh, beef up the quality a little bit. Probably to match oh. uh, the PlayStation and the uh, and the Nintendo ones that are coming out. So if they could beef up the quality on that, because the one nice thing on the Sega Genesis that the other consoles didn't do, and I hope they keep trying to do this, is the Genesis one always had the cartridge slot 
So you could play the built-in games, or if you had your own Sega game, you could pop it in there and, and play it that way. But it's always been hit or miss with those things. So I hope that that quality is actually good, because that would be See, fun to get for somebody too. Growing up, I never, I never really played that much Sega. It was interesting. I always remember my friends had majority of them had uh, Nintendos. Uh, yeah, that's how it was for me. I I had a Sega, and then one of my friends had a Super Nintendo, and we ended up like trading our consoles uh, with each other for a week. So I had my Sega nice. for a week. I had the Super Nintendo, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, I could see that up, happening. Uh, beating uh, Super Mario Land or Super not. Uh, Super Mario World and uh, Donkey Kong Country and Mario Kart during that week because I was in sixth grade. I had like no responsibilities at all. Oh man, those were the days when you could. Those just, were the days. <laughs> you spend a week playing Nintendo and not giving a crap about anything. But uh, you know, it's funny. It's funny you say that because with the, the, the I got the PlayStation for a graduation gift for high school, and that summer, I pretty much I didn't really. I don't think I. I don't remember having a job that summer. But uh, I spent the, at least the first month and a half basically playing video games all uh, all day and uh, waking up and around like 11 or 12 and uh, playing video games again. Oh, that's that is the life right there. That's uh, yeah, that's a life I'll never get back. Like, oh, I don't man, know. that'll that'll never happen again. Like maybe when I retire, but then I'll just have like crap to do around the house, you know, so. I don't know. I'll feel like I'll never have that. Uh, kids, enjoy your childhood while you can. That's, uh, enjoy it while you can. That's our advice from these two old people. You should have borrowed <laughs> that Neo Geo from that kid and never given sh- it back. I should have, yeah. yeah. For new listeners, this kid that James Ryan grew up with had a Neo Geo video game system, and those things were like seven or $800. Like They were like rich people games. And he, then, like, he literally had everything. He had a TurboGrafx-16 as well. Uh, yeah. Oh, I forgot they had the Turbo Graphics, but like those Neo Geo games, like a cartridge game, like one game for that thing could be two or three hundred dollars as well. So, like, if you wanted a system and four games for Neo Geo, that's close to fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. And that kid that you grew yeah, up was, with had one of those. But it was pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, great. He probably had a hookup because his his he's um. He's Indonesian, and his parents were always flying back and forth to in- Indonesia and, and Asia because oh, his dad had business out, out there. So, oh, yeah. And I'm sure his, his parents, they, you know, his, his dad, they just got him everything. I remember he, he they had a bunch of toys that, like, of stuff that, like, he's like, wow, you have the pizza shooter for the Teenage Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and the, and the blimp. Shooter? He had the pizza shooter <laughs> and the blimp. <laughs> and I was like, dude, this is awesome. He's like, yeah, I like the turtles, but, you know, I don't really love them. You know, it's. Oh, that had to I'm piss like, you off so bad. Right. That would make me yeah, so mad. Yeah, because at, at that time, I was like, oh, I'm all about the turtles, baby. Man, our friend Chris, who I went to go visit the other day, love Chris dearly, but he's like that kid that you grew up with. I'm sitting in his living room. He's got a freaking PS4, a Nintendo Switch, an Xbox One, the Nintendo Mini Classic, and the Super Nintendo Mini Classic, and the Wii U. Hmm. He's got all and, the video game systems. I'm like, man, you're like a rich kid. And then his wife and, made fun of him, called him a spoiled <laughs> little boy. And I thought that was he really is. funny. <laughs> he is. I think, I think he is. And three kids. So there you go. Oh, man. Wow. We've, uh, our, our hour has almost wrapped up. And there are lots of topics I didn't even get to ask you about today. So uh, we'll have to try to podcast again soon. So. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I thought of, uh, maybe we can I can ask you this and you can ponder it and uh, we can come back to the podcast next week. Uh, if you uh, took, <clears throat> excuse me, if you took the symbiote from the Marvel Universe and he went over to the, uh, the, the land of the evil dead and the symbiote got a hold of the Book of the Dead, what happens? Ooh. Like, does the symbiote take on the qualities of the book? Does the book's personality dominate that? How does that work? Wow. That's, uh, yeah, that's be kind of crazy. Does it create a, uh, legs and arms and, and uh, out of the symbiote and uh, the, the book is the head? I don't know. I guess. I, I don't know. I was, I was curious about that. And I thought James Ryan, he would know because he knows everything. I'm the everything. man with the plan. I know everything. <laughs> so people I've been listening told. at home, if you have any idea on what the hell that thing would even look like, uh, tweet at one of us. And uh, uh, I am at 16-Bit Catholic. And James Ryan, he is at Beer Baron, the number four life. And uh, 
tell us what you think about that. But yeah, I meant to ask you that earlier in the show, but we had more important things to discuss, like weddings and babies being born and, well, adult stuff, that. apparently. We, let's go back <laughs> to the kids stuff. <laughs> kids stuff's more fun to talk about, but, uh, but no, really, uh, to circle back, I am very, very happy uh, for you and uh, Dr. Fiance. I know I can say her name on the podcast. I just choose not to out of respect for her. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so people can find you on the Twitters. Uh, what's the new episode of uh, Time Limit Draw? What are you guys going to be talking about? Uh, we're actually taking a, a brief hiatus until after I've been told that uh, I have to shut shut things down um, uh, until after the wedding. Oh. So the most the most recent one we did was Great American Bash 1990, and that should be up. We actually put up uh, – we have a new channel on Podomatic, and um, I will get that to you uh, just in case you want to listen, but we all have about five episodes up right now. The most current one, and then four of the all-time greatest hits. Oh, nice! So, does that mean that you and I cannot podcast until after the wedding is over with? No, I think I can do that. We can try to sneak that away. Is the thing is with with time of a draw, it takes you know uh, three oh, plus hours to watch a pay per view on my own, and then we do about two hours uh, on a Sunday morning, and, and especially Sundays are are tough because. We're gonna start doing some, you know, some, uh, some tactics for the wedding and stuff like that. Uh, oh yeah, I don't make you do any prep work for this thing. I just no, call you no. up and just start rambling and hope that you can <laughs> follow along. But uh, but as per uh, custom, I uh, usually retweet the last thing or uh, the last one or two original uh, tweets that you you have, and uh, uh, you tweeted out the pictures of the. Uh, uh, the General Mills uh, Monster Universe. The uh, I did. The, I did. What is it? It's Count Chocula. It's uh, Boo Berry. And, and Frankenberry. And Frankenberry. Okay. I was thinking the blue one was named something else, but uh, Boo Berry and Frankenberry and Count Chocula. Which is the and, best of those cereals? You know, I okay. So, and, and I also put... The uh, very uh, similar, the, uh, the the Three Stooges, hello, I, hello, oh, hello, 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 hello. And uh, so I had them all, you know, all their faces coming to us. And uh, <clears throat> I've never tried them. Even as a child, I never really? had them in our, in our house. So the last, like, couple Halloweens, they started, you know, re-releasing them and stuff like that. And I always seemed to miss them. I could never find them at any Target or anything like that. So what I did is I actually went on Target.com and I found them for sale and I got them sent to me. Uh, this was last week. I haven't opened them up yet. Ooh, want to hear about that? Well, uh, oh, totally. Our yeah. next podcast will be in the month of October. I'm sure we'll be talking about Halloween uh, themed things. So these are at Target, so I can go to Target and pick these up. You can go to Target. Or you can go to Target.com. I know that. So uh, from what from what I know, friends out of state in out of California have acquired them at uh, at Target. But uh, yeah, I got it online. Oh, so. Okay. Man, that cereal looks good. I kind of want that now, to be honest. But I just had an ice cream cone from Sonic, so I don't need to uh, <laughs> don't need to eat any more junk. And I, I need to eat healthier. I'm starting to feel sluggish, and I think my diet is why. But that's a story for a uh, a different time. So for um, a different time for another podcast. Yeah, yeah, the podcast where I'll make myself feel like uh, feel like garbage. But um. <laughs> but I am uh, at 16-Bit Catholic. You can follow me where I get into shouting matches with uh, people with stupid political opinions and uh, stupid movie opinions as well. This woman, she was mad that uh, that the trailer for Captain Marvel, uh, it had 60-something words from Samuel Jackson and only 40-something words from Captain Marvel, and she was mad that... Uh, Mad that Marvel was being sexist or something like that. It's like, what? yeah, that's what that's the a hell horrible. Are you talking about? But that is a horrible take. That is so dumb, and you should feel ashamed, and you should delete your Twitter and shut up. The the best response was like, oh, somebody said, oh, so you don't want to hear the voice of a man of color? Got it. I see what you're really yeah, mad about. It's I got like, it. Oh, I got it. Burn. But um, but you know the the cool thing is you know she didn't really realize. It, First of all, she wasted all her time, you know, counting out those words. But she she must have missed while she was counting them. She forgot to see that uh, uh, all of Brie Larson was she was doing all of the action in the uh, in the trailer. Action speak louder than words. 
that's they do and punch punching a grandma obviously (laughs) that was the i was not expecting that i see that grandma smile and then brie larson's just smacking the crap out of her it was great i really can't wait for that movie that might be one of my favorite marvel trailers they've done and uh on our next episode, I look forward to talking to you about that. Unless we think of something else to talk about, then we won't. But um, who knows? Who knows? But uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, 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 we will be signing off for now. Uh, I will be putting this episode up immediately so uh, our fans can hear us uh, talk. Because uh, people, people have been clamoring for us. I get Twitter DMs from people saying, when's your next episode coming up? And nice. I don't think we've ever had anybody do that before. So I feel oh, a newfound responsibility to these people. So <laughs> we got fans, ladies and gentlemen, and I hope you guys enjoy the, the our episodes and plenty more to come. Yes, absolutely. Going to get back on this uh, regular recording schedule to be great. Well, for uh, the beer baron, uh, James Ryan, I am Dustin Faber. Everybody have a great week. <laughs>